today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. There's also things that I do. I use a lot of cell phone data and other data that's out there to be able to understand how are people traveling from one place to another? Uh, how are people um, uh, moving around? How can we better you know, understand the world around us? Everywhere is based in space. So Rita and I right now are, are talking over the internet. And we often think the internet is just being this ethereal thing. The internet is actually physically located places on server farms. So understanding the connections between places um, and that like if a server farm goes down, but like most of the internet may go down or the internet sometimes goes down on islands because sharks eat through the internet tables. Like that's something where understanding that location advantage is really important. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and vlogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Rita Mimi Do It Show. I am so excited for this week's episode because I have Juliana McMillan Wilholt with me today, and we are going to talk all about Clubhouse, which you've been hearing about for the past couple of episodes. And if you're in my community, the all-in entrepreneur, you've been hearing me talk about Clubhouse probably every day. There's a good reason for that. And if you missed the last episode around what Clubhouse is, why you should worry about it or care about it or want it or not want it, then go back and listen to that episode so you can really get an understanding of how to use it and the impact that it might have in your business. But today I am going to live coach someone through using Clubhouse. And it's my hope that the questions that I ask here and the things that we discuss as you're sitting there thinking, how could I apply this to my business? How can I apply this to my use of Clubhouse? How well am I doing this? Can I do this better? Does this make sense for me? Will really help coach you as well on how you can use Clubhouse in a more efficient and effective manner to build your business or reach any of your goals, whatever those goals may be, because I do believe that Clubhouse can help you reach them. Now, I do caveat this. It's still exclusive in that, unfortunately, it's still only for Apple users, but you can steal your kid's iPod and or uh, iPod. Is that still a thing? iPad and totally use it and use Clubhouse on it. You can find an old Apple product and use Clubhouse on it, or you can wait because Android is coming. But by listening to these episodes, you'll be ahead of the game whenever you are finally able to get into Clubhouse. Um, if you do have Apple, and you're like, but I'm not in Clubhouse. It is invite only, but I gave a hack and a workaround for how you can still get in the app if you listen to the last episode. So, um, Juliana, I'm very, very excited to have you here today. Thank you again for doing this. Yeah, I am so excited to be here. Thanks, Rita. 
Yeah. So why don't you? T- so for people who know, I don't really know Julianne. I mean, I know, you know, like I, people are in my community, float around, I click, I see things on social media, but we haven't talked about this yet. We haven't had a discussion around this. So I'm learning just as you are. So Juliana, why don't you tell me and the listeners kind of about you, about your business, who you are, what you do, and what brings you to this to this today? Like what made you say, I want to take advantage of this opportunity? Yeah. So hi, everyone. I'm Juliana McMillan Wilhoit, and I am a cartographer, uh, mean, meaning that I make maps, uh, which is still a very bustling industry. And I call myself a cartographer of change for both people and organizations. So that means that I work with both um, particularly women within the um, the industry that, I, that I'm in um, um, and do career coaching with them. But I also uh, am a consultant and do mapping and data analysis projects for um for uh, mission-driven organizations. So um, I have, uh, I, I'm really passionate about um, the, including more women within the industry that I'm a part of. Both um, men and women graduate from uh, mapping programs at equal rates, but once you get to the manager level, women really drop off. And that's in part because of different um, career paths and whatever, but also just that, that it's really hard for women to progress. So I view that Part of my role is to really help uh, coach and encourage women to to get up to that next level. So I see Clubhouse as a really unique opportunity for me to be able to engage with women who are in, are in this industry of both mappers and data professionals and really uh, share some of the things that, that I have in my heart about value-based living, about data analysis, what, why their work matters, and really um, keeping encouraging, I- encouraging them. So I see um Clubhouse is a really great opportunity to do that. So I have um, an aunt and uncle and they have three kids. Well, they have four kids. I'm sorry. There are four of you. I know that they're four cousins, but three of them have gone into kind of your industry. So they were, you know, t- the two boys were Eagle Scouts. The The daughter fell into the same kind of like trajectory. They went like to Arizona to some crazy camp and like did like things where they mapped things and they you right so like I I hear a little bit of this industry but what I would love for you to do for my listeners who are like wait I don't get it what does mapping and data analysis mean and like what would you go map for a company and like are you like mapping directions to their office like what are you mapping like, can you give them an idea super of that? great question uh, so what I do is I use a lot of non-traditional data as well as existing data. So if you're in the U.S., you probably remember that this past year we had a, a, a census, right, where we count and we say that we know that this many people live in this area who make this much money, There's that, which is really important for businesses. So you say, I really want to be in an area that looks like this. And so then you can go find places that, that sort of have some similar demographics. So there's also things that I do. I use a lot of cell phone data and other data that's out there to be able to understand how are people traveling from one place to another? Uh, how are people um, uh, moving around? How can we better you know, understand the world around us? Everywhere is based in space. So Rita and I right now are, are talking over the internet. And we often have things in the internet is just being this ethereal thing, but the internet is actually physically located places on server farms. So understanding the connections between places um, and that like if a server farm goes down, that like parts of the internet may go down or the internet sometimes goes down on islands because sharks eat through the internet cables. Like that's something where understanding that location advantage is really important. 
awesome. I think it's so interesting. I, mean, I feel like you could lead a million rooms on Clubhouse around some of these topics to different audiences, and it would be really fascinating. So, but okay, so now we have a little bit about you. Tell me a little bit about you. Like, do you have your own business? Or are you doing this for another company? Is it both? How are you wanting to use Clubhouse? Is it to move up the corporate ladder and further that? Is it to uh, grow your own business and get clients? Give me a little more insight into what we're using it for. Yeah. So I really want to be able to use Clubhouse as a way to um, build my own brand. So I'm really, really active on LinkedIn and I have an awesome following there, but I'm, I'm aware that there's a challenge of having just your platform is based solely on on one platform. And so I'm really trying to, to grow away from that and to engage with other people who don't spend hours and hours a day on LinkedIn, like some of the people who I've connected with. So my, my goal is twofold. One is to be able to, to gain additional clients. But two is I was really impacted by part of Rita's story, which was that, you know, she did all this dating stuff for a long time and built up this, this reputation of being a person who's trusted. And so I'm trying to play this long game of building myself up as an expert so that where I am right now is a really good place that I want to be somebody who people come to and look to and know that Juliana is the expert, both technically, but also in career progression. And why I'm interested in Clubhouse is that I can hopefully begin to, to do that as, as a long game strategy, as opposed to something that's just here for the short run. Okay, cool. So we have a little bit of thought leadership going on. And then we got a little bit of like build the business going on, get yeah. some clients and get some. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, so tell me about your clubhouse experience so far, because I, I found your profile, right? You're, you've been on since uh, the end of January. So you haven't even really been on a whole month yet. You've been on a couple of weeks. Um, how have you used clubhouse? What have you done in clubhouse? Tell me a little bit about your your experience in the club. So I am definitely a newbie and trying to understand the platform. So at this point, I've been mostly engaging. So listening in different clubs and just understanding what other people are saying as a way to understand how can I, how, how should I participate? This coming week, uh, I have a clubhouse um, that I'm running with a few other people in my industry to host a career conversation that we've been advertising on our various social medias as a way to come together and, and have that, you know, have a conversation. Um, I posted a few other, uh, I scheduled a few other times that no one has showed up. And I think that that's in part because I have a, a smaller following as well as trying to figure out the timing of things. Um, there's a, a weekly time, 2 p.m. on Wednesdays in which people in my industry get together and chat on Twitter. And we tried to schedule a clubhouse at that time. And some people had said that they were all going to show up on clubhouse then. That didn't happen. So trying to figure out how do I schedule these things at times that work? How, how can, yeah, that, that's sort of the challenges that I've had thus far. Okay. Um, that's, I'm glad that you've tried to, so guys, all my listeners, if you're like, what are you talking about running a room and like, go back to the last episode and listen, because I explain all the terms of art and everything for Clubhouse. But just so you know, in case you haven't listened to that yet, a room is like a conversation. So real quickly for all of you who are like, yeah, I'm not going to go back and listen to the last episode. Shame on you. It was a really good episode and you should totally go listen to it. But also um, think of it like a conference. Think of Clubhouse like a conference. And when you go into, when you log into the app, you're in a hallway and off the hallway are all of these doors and all the doors lead to things you love, workshops, panels, 
conversations, keynotes, like uh, social events, like all kinds of things. And they're all curated just for you and you love them. So behind the doors are the rooms and that's what's happening. So you can either sit and listen in a room, you can participate in a room, or you could leave the room. You could organize the room. So that's what we mean by a room. It's really a talk. It's the, you know, the equivalent of like a Facebook Live or something like that on Facebook. So there you go. But there are lots of other terms of art that I'm not going to stop to define. So really, I promise it'll you'll like it. Go back to the last episode and listen. But um, okay, good. So I've got an idea of how you've used it. Tell me what you've liked about Clubhouse and what have you not liked? Or is there anything that you haven't liked? Like, give me a little bit about what work has been working for you? What do you really like about it? What frustrates you about it? What feels challenging around it? So I think what's hard is um, moving my audience over into into the app. So I have a pretty engaged audience on LinkedIn, which I know is not the typical place that people are building their audience, but that's where my people hang out. So moving them over onto Clubhouse is just a challenge in part because it's limited access. Um, the people who I'm targeting are more professionals as opposed to entrepreneurs. So they don't have that same flexibility in, in, in the day. I also target a global audience. And so finding those times that work is, is a little bit more difficult. So I host uh, a, a monthly mappy hour networking event. And I have people who, who stay up until the middle of the night, wherever they are to come. Um, but there's a, the benefit to them of they're actually meeting people at that event as opposed to, to joining onto a clubhouse. So I think that, that that's part of, part of the problem um, that I see. But I mean, I've, just, I've been inspired by the, the content. I love that I can just drop, drop into different rooms at various points in time. And I also really love that it's keeping me off of some of the other social things that I find really distracting. Um, and so I'm, I'm actually better able to focus. I'm a huge consumer of podcasts and other things. So I, I love sort of that, that audio only um, format. All right. So we kind of talked about your two main broad goals, thought leadership and kind of building up clients for Clubhouse. But what I'd love to know are kind of three smaller goals that fall underneath that. So when you think about Let's start with clients because that's the easier one to start with, right? Is it that what would help you? It's almost like dominoes, right? What's the one thing that by having this thing happen on Clubhouse will make all the other things fall into place and make all the other things easier? So that could be, you know, I really want to find certain kinds of people to collaborate with, or I'd really love to find these kinds of people to conduct some market research with and learn more about them and their challenges and their needs. Or I would really love to uh, get a room going around this kind of topic consistently in full. What are a couple of the the things around getting clients and getting that awareness, right? Building awareness in you and and also so let me pause. There are two ways that you can use Clubhouse when it comes to clients, right? One is you can generate awareness. So these are going to be new to you people, right? Not pulling people off of an existing platform and bringing them into Clubhouse, but these are they're learning about you. Uh, Clubhouse is the way they're going to become aware that you exist and that your business exists and that you have the ability to solve a problem for them, right? The next way would be kind of nurturing a relationship with people who have become aware of you. So wherever they've become aware of you, it would be using Clubhouse as a way to make that relationship go deeper. So when you think about that, the use may be almost feeling the same, but it's slightly different. Like the conversations that you would have, why you're having them, what's in it for people, like that 
flexes a little bit. So we'll talk about that. But just just off the top of your head, what are some bullet points around, okay, to get clients, I'd like to collaborate with these kinds of people. I'd like to lead rooms around these kinds of things. I'd like to have this experience happen. What comes up for you there? Yeah. So I think uh, a first thing would be in part, this this maybe falls into that, that market research, but I need to get better at explaining the value that I add to businesses in particular. So I'm really good at explaining the value that I add to, to the females who are in my space in terms of like the career coaching. So I think that in part, Clubhouse provides an opportunity to me, for me to connect with entrepreneurs or small business owners who could benefit from data analysis services because they aren't able to pay somebody to be on their staff to do that. So Clubhouse, so I think that, that some goals would be to connect with those people, to, to host some rooms perhaps around the value of data analysis for your business. The, you know, right. So I, I do both mapping things, but I also am capable of, you know, running financial numbers and, and you know, broader sort of data e things. Uh, so I think that that's one real opportunity for me is to really expand beyond the super wonderful nerdy map people that I tend to hang out with on the internet. Okay. All right. Cool. Is there any other, before we dive in into that, is there any other goal that you have that could help with that? So this is when talking to the potential clients, the potential customers directly, doing a little bit of education, figuring out your language that you can use to communicate with them. Um, you said you're going to be, for example, you're going to be on this career panel. Do you see any use like that? Where, like For me, for example, I collaborate with other people who serve entrepreneurs, but in a completely different way than me. And we can bring value by having a, a discussion around growing your business, but we're each coming at it from a different point, right? I might be the business coach. Somebody else could be a publicist. Someone else could be like helping you publish your book. And we can all talk about getting your message out and like attracting clients, right? Do you see a potential use for that? Or is that not something that you want to explore in Clubhouse right now? So I, I definitely, I definitely think so. Um, I think that that's, to me, that's the easier, at least for me to conceptualize in terms of how, how I do that in terms of both collaborating across industries, um, because that, that's a talking about your value, talking about your career, like that's stuff that comes so naturally to me, but I definitely see that there, that there's room for that within Clubhouse. But what really excites me about Clubhouse is some of these entrepreneurship rooms, because that's, it seems like there's been a real, um, gravitation towards entrepreneurs, towards Clubhouse. And so um, really both learning from other people, but also being able to share, um, I think, a lot of the pitfalls that that some entrepreneurs are making by not, by being too scared about their numbers and the, the data that could really help them figure things out. So whether that's, if you want to open a coffee shop, actually looking and understanding the demographics around Co- the the coffee shop locations and and doing geographic analysis around that um you know and pulling in a bunch of data that that I do or is it just you know or also just creating some excel sheets to to better understand your pnl like that's the stuff that also really fires me up yeah so let's pretend there you were going to put together a little panel that could talk around that topic opening up a brick and mortar store okay opening up a brick and mortar store what other professionals would be necessary for someone who's sitting there going, gosh, should I open a, a whatever, coffee shop, a boutique yeah. or whatever? What other professionals could be helpful to that conversation? So you are for what you do, but what other professionals could be helpful for that? Yeah, this is a really great exercise and question, Rita. 
So I, I think, right, like somebody who specializes in brick and mortar marketing, somebody who um, may specialize in, in merchandising, depending on if we're what, what particularly we're, we're focusing on, um, somebody who specializes in some of the legal aspects of things. Um, yeah, but that's a really great way for me to begin to, to think, think across, okay, here's actually something that I can add to the conversation. And now let me try and find some of these other people. Exactly. Like re- when you were talking about, should I even open it, right? And the numbers run area, like a real estate agent, yeah. right? Or like somebody who's a real estate expert or something in terms of like, so you could have a whole conversation around things to factor and consider and help you prepare to be able to open up a brick and mortar like post-COVID or something like that. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. that would be the way that you come at it and thinking, oh, now I know who do I want to find? How might I use Clubhouse to find these people to host these conversations? So much like you are over in, I and mean, we're not going to talk about that, but since you're doing so well with that, with the career trajectory kind of like helping women and elevating them in this, you're setting up panels, you're discussing on, pan- you know, you're a panelist, you know, it's the same thing here, right? It's kind of like, so then it would be, well, what real estate agent or what marketer, already has the audience that I'm trying to reach, right? Who already on Clubhouse is leading a club or has a, has a good following in this area who might be interested because they see me as a value add that can also, by us coming together, will help the target market and help us both because now it's going to attract this target market to us both. So that's kind of just one little side note to be thinking about when I meant like how to use Clubhouse for collaborations to pull in uh, potential clients, right? Like that. Okay, cool. So we've got a little bit of market research. We've got the collaboration in terms of uh, clients. And then we have this thought leadership uh, area. And so I separate them. And this is going to be like, I had, of course, like when I go into these live coaching sessions, I had like a very logical order of like question one, question two, question three. And of course, it never goes like that because it's like real time and real thoughts, people. But I promise it'll loop together at the end. Um, So I ask the who part because I want you to think about who you're connecting with on Clubhouse, right? Because your experience on Clubhouse is derived by your connections, who you follow, and to a certain extent, who follows you, right? When people follow you, they're going to get notice of the things you do, notice of the rooms that you run. But really, the more valuable part of Clubhouse, and for everybody who doesn't know, is that that hallway I was talking about and the rooms that you see off the hallway are driven by who you follow, right? So you want to follow the kinds of people that are going to take you into the conversations and the places that you want to go. So knowing, well, who do I want to follow? So we know the people who could be my potential clients, right? Also, the people who could serve, just like we just talked about, who serve those same the same target market, but in a different way than me, right? Um, and I and then there's this third category. So this is where I need to separate the difference between the thought leadership side and the client side. Okay, so. For everyone listening, there's a slight difference between being a, well, we'll call it an influencer and being a thought leader. And so just ride with me on this. It'll it'll loop back somewhere. So an influencer influences how consumers spend their money. Okay. So like, um, for example, people who uh, are columnists for the Washington Post writing about kitchen, the latest kitchen, whatever, right? They're going to influence how consumers go and spend money, what they're going to buy and what materials they're going to buy and what design is hot and what furniture is hot and all of that kind of stuff, right? What, what 
kitchen uh, supplies are hot, whatever it is, the the people who are writing in magazines and uh, doing segments on the news, like creating the segments, the producers and all, they're the influencers who are putting out the information that will ultimately get consumers to spend their money in a different way or not, right? I could even be considered an influencer as a business coach because I dictate how people are going to go spend their money in their business and how they're going to go spend their money on goal setting tools or or whatever. I'm also kind of a subject matter expert, but we're not going to talk about that today. It, it falls between influencer and thought leader, subject matter experts like in the middle. But for the most part, we're going to say influencers are those people that are talking directly to the consumers, to the audience, to get people to do certain things, okay? A thought leader is talking to the influencers. So a thought leader is surrounding themselves with the people who are influencing the consumers and not the consumers directly, meaning the producers of segments on the news, uh, the columnists that we're talking about, the editors of, you know, publications, the authors writing books about certain things, or what even the the business coaches and the subject matter experts who are out there choosing how they're going to teach and how they're going to whatever, right? So thought leaders are more like, here's where I see the industry going. Here is what I think is going to happen. Here is why I think this is important. So like, I always say like Anna Winther, I don't know if that's right now. She's like the big fashion mogul, right? Like she's out there making predictions about fashion and just like throwing her ideas out there. And then all the fashion influencers, right? The columnists, the producers or whatever, take ideas from her and say, this is going to be the hot new trend. This is going to be what's going to happen. And consumers go spend their money. So I say that because when you're thinking about building your thought leadership through Clubhouse, we also want to make sure you're surrounding yourself with those influencers, right? So we're also looking for who are the editors of publications that are writing to the market that I ultimately want to be influenced by my thought leadership, who are the producers of different, you know, news se- news segments on different shows, who are the people that are uh, putting out, you know, all of that information to consumers, who are other people that are influencing consumers that I could be that thought leader that they go, wow, you know, Juliana really said this amazing thing. And now I'm going to go tell my audience and my clients that they need to do this because she said this. Does that make sense? So it's a slightly different audience. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so that's the piece there around Okay, so when we're talking about who we're going to follow, now we know potential clients, uh, potential uh, other professions that serve your target market in a different way because they can be collaborators and they can be referral sources. But then we also have to add in this thought leadership piece, and that takes you know, a little bit of research or like keyword searching in Clubhouse around like producer or editor or and with other keywords that will lead to your your industry. Like I could go editor business column and probably pull up like five people who work for some business online publication or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, to- it totally does. And that's a really great way to begin to, to think of it. Okay. So then I would brainstorm, right? Like, and you know your industry better. So like for me, it would be like Forbes and who's the editor of, you know, the the women entrepreneur uh, Forbes publication or who who's the editor, who are the editors for different types of business growth columns for the Huffington Post or who is uh, the business a columnist for the USA Today, or who does for my local news station, right? Who does the segments around business and finding out who those people are so that I can start surrounding myself with them and maybe even using some of my invites to get them in into Clubhouse, which is a great way to network as well. So that's 
that's a little bit about the who. So let's let's talk about how you're finding who to follow. So I looked at your your thing. You're following like 32 people. So tell me, where did these people come from? Are these people that were suggested to you? Did you already know them? Have you done some searching to find some people? Tell me how you've done that. The majority of the way that I found people is by searching for uh, geospatial. So that's another way to talk about my industry. So if I search for GIS, which stands for geographic information systems, which is the common shorthand, you get mostly Giselles and other people whose names contain, or at least maybe I'm searching wrong. But uh, I found that geospatial was a better way to be able to find. So I, essentially, I was connect, uh, following people who, at the time that I did the searching, and I, I need to add sort of a cadence to this, um, were, were people who had that in their, in their profile. Okay, so we, we definitely want to follow a few of them. People who are doing what you're doing because they will take you to some conversations, right? But now what I want you to do when you're searching is this broader search that we're talking about. So when you're thinking, who would be the potential clients? Like these entrepreneurs that you say you want to connect with, really think who would be my ideal entrepreneurs who really need the information that I have more than someone else, right? And for what purpose do they need it for? So like I loved the brick and mortar kind of read. So you might say a product entrepreneur, right? That might be very different that needs different data than a service-based entrepreneur or, uh, you know, a boutique owner or a coffee shop. Like you can search for all of those terms and maybe even find clubs that cater towards that. Now I'm using that as an example. You're going to do some digging, right, to think around that that ideal client. Yeah, so I guess, and this is where I'm really curious to, to, to sort of get your example. So say I search and I find like the coffee shop owner's clubhouse or whatever. So then would you recommend that I maybe find, find the leader of that, follow them, but also then, you know, begin to look through some of their, their, their follows to see, okay, who, who are they following to see, are there some other thought leaders or, or people that I really need to be focusing on and, and sort of use, you know, use, yeah. use one connection to then find those. I just searched. So I say Google, but it's not Google. It's in Clubhouse, guys. There's like a search feature where you can search members by keyword, like bios or SEO optimized, basically, and all of this stuff. So I searched coffee shop owner and I found a lot, right? I found coffee shop owner, coffee shop, coffee shop owner, coffee shop owner in Oklahoma, coffee shop owner, coffee shop, journalist, coffee shop owner and coffee addict. I kind of like that one. So I'm going to, I'm going to click on that, right? Like, um, and when I look, I can look at who they're following and I can see what clubs they're in, right? So that might lead you down a path. I can kind of click on other people who look interesting to follow to to go down like a product coach, like a product and leadership coach helping companies scale their businesses through products. Like you see what I'm saying? It's like a I call it the Wikipedia game because Wikipedia is like that thing where you go you go search for something and then like all of a sudden 20 clicks later you're reading about like pigs rolling around in the mud when really you wanted to find like the best kitchen blender, right? You're like how did I, I get I, here? I love that, the deep diving and this is a time where it seems like that's actually going to be really useful, right? So I, I clicked on, you know, what one of these examples as well and then I'm finding some of those clubs, I'm finding some of those connections and then start following them. And so I should then really think through it. I, I really love this coffee shop example because I've done some work in that space. And I think that it's, you know, I'm really passionate about local coffee shops. So, but that's at least a place where I could then perhaps get get started and, and propose a club or something like that. Or a, yeah. a, not a club, but propose a, a chat. Yeah. And you might want to look for like commercial real estate uh, yeah. agent or commercial real estate attorney, right? Or something like that and see, okay, uh, 
commercial startup, you know, like a brick and mortar, like if I am going to search right now, but you guys are hearing how I do this with my client. Like I'm really real time, like, hold on, I'm going to look this up right now. Brick and, uh, brick and mortar. If I search that, uh, so I get brick and mortar shop owner turned to this brick and mortar supporter, brick and mortar entrepreneur, uh, delving into the digital space for the last couple of years. Um, you know, that might also be a thing, right? D- brick and mortar who are like adding in digital components and need to know all of that data there to help them succeed. So it just starts giving you that brainstorm, but it's by going, okay, who specifically, you might have different buckets of people, but search for them one at a time. Like I'm going to look for coffee. I'm going to look for brick and mortar. I'm going to look for, you know, uh, pivoting to online business. I'm going to search these phrases and see what people and what clubs pop up. And I'm going to search for some of these professions that might serve these audiences in different ways and then connect with a few of them, see what comes up, see where they lead me, right? You can be refining um, all the time. And then like looking for, uh, you know, and this is where you're going to have to really do work. And I would have to do some research to be able to help you. But it's like, what, like, is there a publication that, um, and I don't mean for what you you do necessarily, but again, for those clients you're trying to reach, right? So for again, for entrepreneur, it might be entrepreneur magazine, right? And so if I look at entrepreneur magazine on Clubhouse and I hit search, they actually have, uh, well, I don't know if that's them officially. It's really hard to tell. Um, okay, but I click on clubs and I see they have the Fleek magazine, which is like for entrepreneurs, sustainable growth marketing, which seems like a really good club. Oh, here's Terry Rice. Hi, Terry Rice. I don't know who you are, but I'm going to get to know who you are. I'm going to follow you. An entrepreneur magazine contributor, a business development consultant, right? So you can start finding even some of these people who would be the contributors, the, the writers, the producers for the shows and the publications that would reach your potential clients that you're identifying. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. This makes okay, sense. cool. And like, even when you're thinking about like coffee house, for example, it pops in my mind, there's probably some like coffee publication. So it, I might yeah. even put like coffee magazine, coffee publication and see what comes up and like s- start surrounding myself with some of those people as well, because then right, if they follow back. So this is where then we get to your bio, which is the next piece. Right. I, I was exactly going to say, this is where I don't have a great bio in part because I hate typing things on my phone. Uh, but yeah, but I, I'm not particularly searchable. And I guess this is how people presumably are able to find in part by by that bio. Yeah. So here's here's a bio hack, right? Like the first is type it up in Word. Yeah. Copy and, copy and paste it and send it to yourself in like a Facebook message or something like that. And from there, it's a couple of steps. But like I would type it up in a Word document. Copy and paste it. And text it to, you know, send it as a Facebook message is probably what I do. Copy it from the Facebook message and put it in my notepad section on my iPhone. I'll tell you why you want it in your notepad. In your notepad section and then format it a little. Add Add an emoji or two, add some breaks, add some returns, right? And then what you do is you copy and paste it from your notepad into the Clubhouse bio section. But this is also good because depending on the rooms you're in and the purpose that you're in those rooms... 
especially for what you do, you may want multiple versions of your bio. So you might want to have a version for the times that you're on panels and you're talking about the career trajectory for women in, in this field and women in this industry. You might want a different version if you're going in talking to brick and mortar uh, store owners. You might want to go in if you're leading a room for service-based entrepreneurs slash product-based entrepreneurs. You might want to have a different version around what you know, who you're trying to attract and and what they need to know about you. So having multiple, ver- this is just a hack guys in general, having multiple versions of your bio saved allows you to just copy and paste that when you're in certain rooms for certain reasons, or you're leading certain rooms for certain reasons. So go ahead and like type it offline. And there's actually um, a site. So I'm going to pull it up real quick as well. I have not used it. This is not Rita personally <laughs> endorsing uh, this particular site, but there is a a site called, oh, watch me not be able to find it now. I'll put it in the show notes, guys. There's a site where you can do your bio for Clubhouse online. Like you can actually, it, I, I don't know how they do it, but they pull the data. You can type it up online. It'll change it on the, on the phone. But either way, I think you're still going to want it in your notepad section. So you can copy yeah, so then, and paste right, it. And then also that I can change if there's a relevant URL to join my email list or whatever that then those things can can change a little bit more easily but then I'm not having I'm all about automation and so then I've done it once while I have to manually change it. I don't have to rewrite the content. Exactly. And let's talk about the call to action. So here's the thing with Clubhouse, right? Links in your bio are not clickable. And so they're either only going to go to your Twitter account or they're going to go to your Instagram account. For ease, I would direct them to one of those locations and then have either uh, a link in your bio or a pinned tweet on Twitter that will take them to the next place that you want to go. Now, you can mention that place that you want them to go, but that's a question that I had for you, which is when people are becoming aware of you in Clubhouse, you want to get them off of Clubhouse. You want to get them where you will be able to, if Clubhouse goes down in the next month and it's gone and it was a wild ride and it was fun, you still want to be able to connect with these people. So it's an idea of where do I want them to go? Do I want them to... Uh, get on my email list? Do I want them to go to LinkedIn? Do I want them to go to Instagram? Do I want them to go to Twitter? Where do I want that to go? Now, let's pretend I wanted them to connect with me on my email list. I might have something in my account that says like text, whatever, 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 and say this word and receive this thing to make it easy for them because they're already on their phone. I might say, go to this website, you know, and sign up here, download there. But what's going to make it the ultimate easiest is if they can just click on my LinkedIn, I mean, click on my Instagram or click on my Twitter and then get directed, right? So I might say the best way to contact me is Instagram, right? Click on my Instagram. In my bio is a link that will take you to X, right? Send me a DM, something like that. So it might be an extra step. And I'll still mention the other things somewhere else in my bio. But just knowing that those links aren't clickable, you really want to try to drive them to Instagram or Twitter. And then from Twitter or Instagram, drive them to the next place. So you could send them a DM saying, thank you so much for following me here. And I would love to connect with you and know more. Feel free to download my blah, 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 where that'll get them on your email list or follow yeah. me over on LinkedIn where I lead these chats, right? And that will get them there. So make sure you have something like that in your bio. The next piece about your bio is, as you now know, you're going to have different versions. Think about who would be, because your bio is searchable. So you want to come up in searches. So like these entrepreneurs, what phrases would they be using for what purpose to find experts in, you know, in Clubhouse? They're probably not like going, 
my data queen, you know, something like that. Oh, like right. I need there my, <laughs> right? they're not doing that, but they're like, make more money, get more clients, uh, business growth, uh, scaling my business, uh, a, a scalability expert, a six figure, uh, six figure business, whatever these for. And this is where some of the rooms that you lead might be able to find out what they might be searching for. We'll talk about that in a minute, right? Like, but um, so that's just a piece of thinking, what do I need to put in my bio? And so the, the things about the bio real quickly, just bullet points to be the first three lines, you want to be the pop. The first three lines are what people will see when they click on your on your picture. That's all that pops up the first three lines. So you want to make that very clear and intriguing for why they want to know more. So you don't want to waste that space, right? So it might be like, you know, your title. And then you might say helping coffee store owners like maximize their profit through something. I'm just like making that through, you know, like whatever. And then they're going to go, oh, I wonder how she does that. Right. And click and find out more. If you're trying to connect with uh, if you're trying to connect with thought leaders uh, or uh, as your thought leadership, it might say it could say the same thing, but it might say something different depending on the room that you're in. But the first three lines, wherever you are, just make sure that they pop. Make sure you have that call to action at the end and then put like there's a section that you'll see for people that say other things I like to discuss are or things I like to discuss ping me into rooms or I can help moderate rooms around. And the reason they're listing these words that are relevant, right, are because those are searchable. And so they yes, might come up in searches yes. when people are searching those. OK, um, so you want to have something like that as well as, you know, the how you do what you do a little bit, things like that. But make sure you're writing it because it's it would be relevant to the person reading it. It's not so credential-ish. Uh, it's more like, what are the problems that I solve and how do I solve them and how can people find more about me? So if you have a recurring room, you're going to say every Thursday at two, join me for X or something like that. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Okay. So that's how you're going to want to play around with your bios and maximize your bios um, would be doing would be doing that. When you find people to, this is just a little note around, find, when you find certain people that you're like, well, that's a good person to follow and they're leading me to some good conversations. I'm Ever since following them, I'm seeing some neat conversations. You might want to click on the little star. When you follow someone, you'll see two things, a bell to the left, which means I'm always notified when they start a room or speak in a room and the star to the right, which will recommend other people like them that you may want to follow. So that's also a good way uh, to find people that you might want to follow. When it comes to the thought leadership piece, let let me ask you a question here too. When people are saying, I want to start really diving into being that thought leader, I say, I want you to think of three things you really want to be known as a thought leader on and around. And those three things tend to be bigger than what we do, right? Like I can help someone get clients and make money and have fun, right? But like I might be a thought leader around curiosity and how curiosity is really what's going to allow you to have powerful opportunities and deeper relationships. And I might make all kinds of predictions around entrepreneurship in the industry and how it's going to change. Like while I help business owners build profitable businesses by getting clients, et cetera, et cetera, I might be a thought leader on sales. I might be a thought leader on curiosity. I might be a thought leader on, you know, women entrepreneurs in general, like and how that industry, how being a woman in entrepreneurship is different and the trajectory of, you know, small businesses and women owners and all of that. So like really knowing if people said, hey, you know what? Julianne is an expert and she's an expert in these three things. 
what would you really want those kind of broader categories to be? And you can say something and change it. I'm not going to hold you to it. But what pops up for you? Yeah. So one of them is values-based living and just like that level of, of alignment. So that's one of my things that I, I always talk about. Um, the the second thing it would be um, about applications of geospatial technology and mapping to help community organizations because a lot of people think abstractly about this, but they aren't actually doing it. So I want to be an example of that in terms of the work that I've done, as well as showing other people that it is possible and it will not break the bank for small organizations. And then the third thing that I want to be a leader in is uh, assisting small businesses or micro businesses, right? Like, you know, less than 20 people in terms of how to leverage location intelligence to make decisions that are applicable to their businesses. Because currently, most mapping, most of that data analysis is safe for bigger companies. But I think that that's a way that we can really help those smaller businesses, but that there's not there's not very many people who are exhibiting that thought leadership of how do we take these bigger principles and make it applicable to the budgets and the constraints of a small business. Okay. So I circled kind of even broader cat, like small business, small business growth, right? Kind of like community building, community impact, something around, you know, community something, right? You'll, you'll get the right word for that. And then I want you just to talk out values-based living just a little bit more. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, there's a, a huge movement right now about, and, and this sort of goes on to that, that sort of other side about the, the, the professional development and coaching, but that we, we talk about actually bringing your whole self to work and that that's really important. But that to really be able to bring your whole self to work, you need to be able to identify what do I actually value and, and what are the things that are important to me? And so to me, that first step, instead of just saying like, this is what, to be able to say what matters to me, you actually need to say, this is what I value. Maybe this is what I value in the season or this is what I value in general. Right. So in this season, my husband is a public health professional and has worked essentially nonstop for the past year. We made some really hard decisions as a family that were based in our values. That meant that I was going to take on less work so I could take on more household responsibilities. I was always a hyphenated last name, which that means that in general, we value equality and we're egalitarian, but we valued him being able to step up and serve our community. And that only would have come by being able to say that is right now our 100% top value. And I think that a lot of things are missing from this conversation about bringing your whole self to work or being being your authentic, true self, all of that. We're missing that conversation about saying, this is actually what I value. Yeah. Okay, cool. What I really like is the broader category for that is almost like personal growth, right? I know that it sounds like a really broad, but like it'll be like personal growth and value-based living, right? Like it's like putting the the container around where you want to go with that and why it matters, right? Like because it can grow your career, it can grow your business, it can grow, you know, everything that's important, your relationships, the community that you're serving, like all of that when you show up in that congruence. So here's what I have my clients do when you have these three things, right? So you have small business growth and you have the community kind of impact building and then you have this uh, values-based living and personal growth, right? Spend some time brainstorming like eight to 10 very small subtopics underneath those that you could talk about. So this is where the lens of what you do might come in, right? So I sales might be one of mine. And underneath sales, I might go uh, converting 
conversion, right? Converting more sales calls. I might have like how to uh, know your value because when you know your value, you're going to sell better. How to use curiosity in sales, how to, um, you know, create an an amazing client experience where you get repeat business, how to, there are lots of different topics underneath sales I could talk about, right? Like underneath personal growth, I can talk about the importance of patience, the importance of having support, like how to communicate more effectively, all those soft skills underneath, um, you know, underneath women entrepreneurship, it might be like the difference between men and women and taking risk, the, you know, how to get funding as a woman, how to, there are all these subtopics I could talk about, right? So when you know, kind of, I want to be known as a leader in these things, and you start thinking of subtopics, that's going to start giving you an idea of kind of the rooms that you might want to start. But then to go a step further would be, but the people who would join these rooms what would they be thinking about? So let's hop back over to the client side real quick, right? So now we know, okay, so there's a a coffee shop owner and, and I want to reach them. And what are some of the, the challenges or the worries right now that these coffee shop owners are having or the things that they might want to discuss? What is like one thing that comes to your mind? Um, so I think part of it is just like, what does the post-COVID environment for coffee drinking look like there you go that that sounds like a great room right (laughs) like you know coffee shops post-covid come in and share your predictions for what you think you know what's gonna how has it changed like what's gonna be the same uh what do we need to like be talking about as like coffee shop owners right like what do you feel like you need to and this is your market research right you're just really facilitating the conversation you don't have to be the expert in every conversation that you lead right like in fact i think you get more value sometimes when you're just facilitating a conversation so here you're not a coffee shop owner right like you don't necessarily know exactly like what they might be thinking or feeling or saying. And that's the point you want to hear. And so when you're listening to these, what you're thinking about is how can what I do solve this problem? How can what I do help them with this thing? How can what I do? And you might go, that's such a great point. Like, yes. And like, you know, in fact, this is something that I I help clients with. You'd never think that it's this that could really help, but that's something that could help. Or maybe it's like that. That's just a really interesting point. I've never even thought about that. Like, let's just jot that down. Right. But you're really really doing this market research. So when you're talking around, what are some of your challenges? What are you wanting? What is it that's frustrating you in your business? When you know the ultimate result that I give my clients will be to help them make more money, to help them, you know, uh, bring on a team member, to help them build a profit, to help them scale, to help them whatever. When you're thinking, what is it that I do for my potential clients? Then it's like, well, what conversation do we need to then have around that? Right. And then once I hear how they word their problems and how I'll know how to then position what I do as the solution. So, for example, I have a, a financial uh, planner advisor who is a client and she helps people get out of student loan debt. That's one thing she does. So it's one of many things she does, helps people get out of student loan debt. But when she was talking about things, she'd be like, join me to talk about student loan debt and how to get out of student loan debt and all of this stuff. Right. But nobody wants to nobody's really thinking of that as their main thing that they want to talk about. They're focused on the result. So the result result they want is how to have fun money, how to have more discretionary money, how to travel more, how to start your business. How like what do they want? They have they want extra money. What do they want the extra money for? Getting out of student loan debt is just the thing that she helps them do so they can have the result, but it's not the result. And sometimes when we're talking about things, we're talking about the thing we do as the result. I can help you get more clients. 
Nobody hires me because they care about that. <laughs> I mean, they do. They want clients, but they want a thriving business. They want the opportunities. They want the impact. They want the money. They want the thing that, right, ultimately. So if I'm like, hey, let's have a conversation around like what's keeping you from money or like what's keeping you from, I can hear what's going on in their mind. Does that make sense? So wording your, your market research uh, rooms around like the conversations that will allow you to hear how your market talks about things so that you can go, okay, whatever their challenges are, how can I position what I do as a solution? Instead of leading a room around like, let's talk about your challenges with knowing your numbers and data. It's more like, what are the challenges that you're experiencing right now? Like, let's come mastermind around them. Let's share, let's collaborate. And at all times you can just be thinking, oh, how can I position myself as the solution to that problem. hundred percent. Makes total sense. Cool. So we, you know, yeah. we've talked about a lot and let's talk about the one issue you kind of uh, talked about at the beginning, which is like consistency and timing of rooms, right? I'm just going to say this. I don't think that there's ever a better time than any other time to lead a room because it is a global platform and people are all over and like people are, I think for you, it's picking the time that you can be consistent with it and then showing up consistently for it. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like if I'm going to lead a room and I've decided it's easy for me to lead a room Wednesday at 2 p.m., then I'm going to lead this room Wednesday at 2 p.m. And if I think it's going to be an hour long room, I'm going to stay in that room the entire hour. Even if people don't hop in, I'm going to have work that I can do. I'm going to have something that I can do, right? The nature of Clubhouse is that sometimes it takes 15 or 20 minutes for people to roll in. Sometimes it takes people seeing that room in their hallway two or three times before they come in. Sometimes it's just reminding people over and over, hey, remember, we're going to do this now. Here's a thing to think about just with what you said before with like the Twitter chat, right? That was happening at 2 p.m. on those days. Well, they're already participating in a Twitter chat (laughs) at 2 p.m. on those days that they've probably really grown to like, right? So how can you use Clubhouse? This is the idea of getting people off another platform, so off LinkedIn or off Twitter. How can it be a value add to go here? What are they going to get here on Clubhouse that they're not going to get in these other places? And how can it be like a supplement too? So if I was in a Twitter chat, I might say, cool, then like the head of the Twitter chat is this person come join for a live Q&A at 3 p.m., right? Like after the Twitter chat, let's take it deeper, hop into here to go. So then you're using the Twitter chat as a way to say, remember guys, you can join me in Clubhouse after this. And like, we're really gonna go deep into this with so-and-so, or we're gonna like dive into this in a deeper, more mastermindy way or something like that. So don't try to drive people's attention away from where their attention already is. Instead, like get in front of them there and then you can talk about it, right? Like, so LinkedIn, when you're like, how do I get people in? The idea from LinkedIn is they're already aware of you. So this is a a relationship nurturing piece. So it's like, what can they get from coming into Clubhouse that will serve them in a way that they're not getting from following me on LinkedIn? So that can be the panels, the deeper discussions, ask me anything, masterminds, things that you're not doing. um, That would be a value add to incentivize them to come into Clubhouse. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, cool. So yeah, so now that we've talked about all of this, right? We've talked about so much. So we've talked about uh, your goals. We've talked about how to find the people that could help, you know, be the people you want to connect with, how to write your bio so that you're attracting the people and so they easily know, right? How to link your accounts so people can easily connect with you more and you can build those relationships outside of Clubhouse, thinking about collaborations, thinking about potential rooms, thinking about the things you want to discuss. I don't want this to feel so overwhelming that you're not going to do anything. So I would love to hear from you. What are like three things that you're going to do, you know, in the next 24 hours after this coaching session? Yeah. So I have a chat on Wednesday. So this is really exciting um, to, to 
to prepare for that. So the first thing is fixing that bio, and in particular, um, making that call to action clear, pinning the tweet, um, making sure that the link in my Instagram makes sense. And uh, my goal is to get people on my email list because I control that. And so, get, you know, making the link uh, really clear over to to that. So that's that's my big thing. And also, um, and then the other thing that I'm going to do is. So I'm going to create first sort of like that career-centric bio because that's the work that I'm currently doing. Um, but then in the process, I'm going to then um, start searching, um, sort of in my 15-minute breaks here and there, I'm going to start searching for those people that make sense for me to, to begin to follow. And then also noting some of the keywords that they're using. So then when I create the V2 of my bio, I can then add some of those in. So I'm really excited to get to get started. I love it. So multiple bios, making sure you have a pinned tweet and that your LinkedIn, uh, I'm sorry, that your Instagram has the link that can help drive people to where you want it to go. And then searching for people and starting to connect with them and also seeing what conversations populate, noticing the keywords and the conversations those people are going to and like recording that, recording that data, which you love, right? Recording that data down. So awesome. Cool. So if people want to find you on Clubhouse, how can they find you on Clubhouse? I'm at Juliana Mapper, J-U-L-I-A-N-A-M-A-P-P-E-R. Awesome. And we're going to put it in the show notes. And in general, where else can people find you? We'll also include this in the show notes. But where besides Clubhouse would be LinkedIn? That's the best place for them to find you? LinkedIn is my place. I'm across all show- socials, I'm Juliana Mapper. So LinkedIn.com in Awesome. Cool. So um, I would love to like do a touch base with you. I don't know, maybe like in two weeks or so, or maybe like, yeah, about midway. Let's let's talk about like midway in March. We'll do like a five minute update and see like where you're at with Clubhouse and what's resulted. And we'll 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 see what's grown for you. All right. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Rita. Awesome. Thank you, Juliana. It's been wonderful. And guys, if you want to get on Clubhouse uh, or if you want to use Clubhouse to grow your business, head over to my Instagram account. It's at Rita Goodrow. You can click on the link in my Instagram bio. And when you do, something will pop up that says how to download my free resource, which is how to build your business using Clubhouse, which goes over five key areas of building relationships, growing a podcast audience or getting featured on podcasts, getting clients, growing your community and growing your list. You can grab that free guide and I will catch you next week for another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode. Oh,